we would all like to have a home to call our own someday. But is it going to be livable? That's one question that we have to ask ourselves. Having a home isn't the same as having a livable home. Architects can help create that livable home that you need. For some, it can simply be repurposing some old rooms or unused rooms to accommodate uh, the more current activities. For others, it is about creating entertaining areas by adding, by connecting outdoor and indoor spaces. That's why I want to share with you certain new concepts I recently learned about in creating a livable home. This is the paradigm shift to bring a change to the thinking of architecture. I am Zewu. This is Architectural Revolution. Let's start with the first concept, which is hierarchy of design. This concept would help to determine how you live, which is normally done through designing a floor plan. How the spaces will flow together in certain zones, the circulation of the internal spaces and how they are then connected to the exterior spaces all form part of the hierarchy of design. Now the hierarchy looks at which spaces have to come before the others and how they will then relate to each other. Let's take for example the living area coming before the kitchen and the dining area or the dining area coming before the kitchen as is normally now seen. And in some other designs this is not so. In those designs, the hierarchy is almost blurred where uh, the living, kitchen, and dining areas are put together, which sort of forms the open plan design. But even though the hierarchy is not really seen, you can still tell that this space comes before this space where the living area has its own section, the dining area has its, still has a section, and the kitchen then has its section so in effect the hierarchy is still there but you wouldn't see it because the design of the spaces do not allow you to see that this comes before this but if you are living within the spaces you see how they flow together in the certain zones and the zones are actually divided using different elements of design or different furniture or furnishings right so Hierarchy is very important when creating a livable home and it's one of the design concepts that mostly architects would start with. That's including um, designing with the form and, and the concept as well. Now, another example of the hierarchy, which uh, you might be familiar with, would be connecting indoor spaces to the outdoor spaces. And sometimes this is done using a large veranda to a living area. And this is connected and also divided at the same time by using probably bifold doors 
or sliding glass doors. Now, the hierarchy is then removed if these doors are open and therefore the uh, interior living area and then the exterior large veranda no longer exists but becomes one huge space. But you can still see that we flow from one area to the other, either from the living to the, the veranda or from the veranda to the living area. And once those doors are closed, that hierarchy is quite visible and you can see that they, in a way, are still connected because if they are, the material used is glass, there's still that visual connection between them, but there's a physical, um, there's a physical disturbance of this flow, but visually everything is still connected in a way because we can still appreciate and see the outside from the inside and also still appreciate the inside from the outside whichever way um, you perceive these views or you would perceive the design. So the final part of this concept is the style that is used. The style. The style of the place used, in, used during the design as it would then tie to you know, the overall design and home put together. The style normally comes normally uses certain principles that apply to um, create the needed hierarchy of the design and then the spaces that are involved as part of it. Now, architects who specialize in residential design utilizes the, this concept at any given time and they can help you recognize what works and does not. Their design skills really ensure that your home accommodates your family's needs and budget. Now, I said the architects utilize this concept for residential design a lot, like those who specialize in it. But when it comes to hierarchy of design, it, is not, it does not only pertain to residential design. I'm just using that as an example because it's something you can fully understand and appreciate quite easily. But when we are talking about other sectors of architectural design, um, let's take, for example, the industrial, industrial design, commercial design, you know, that's factory design or maybe office buildings, mixed-use developments with residen both residential and retail outlets or retail shops. The hierarchy is always there, it's always present, and is always used. Now, if you remember in a previous episode, where I spoke about the function of the spaces and they are still divided, but there has to be a certain flow between them. Now, I give the example of a factory where there's an office, a restaurant, and the factory floor. Even though these are separate spaces, there's a hierarchy again between them because we have to flow from one to the other. But it has to be done in such a, in such a way that they don't clash and one space or one zone does not affect the other right that is if you're in the office you wouldn't want to all that much get the heat from the um, the eating area or the restaurant area as well as the smell which would definitely disturb your your working mood and then you, and i mean you wouldn't even feel like working because it would definitely activate 
some long forgotten hunger that is, is there, probably it's 10 o'clock and you realize that you really need to eat. And that becomes a problem because then you, you don't, you, you might slow down in your work. So that hierarchy exists in such buildings as well. Now, if you come to probably the mixed use, you would normally see that the retail outlets are on the ground floor so that it's easily accessible to people who want to purchase stuff or there are restaurants on the ground floor. And then the residential um, residential apartments or residential units are put on the upper floors. Now, that hierarchy exists there such that if one is going to their home, they have a different access and do, and do not need to go through the retail spaces or the commercial spaces, right? The hierarchy exists there, but there's still a connection between the residential and the commercial. Just because one has to use or one has to go to um, their residential units does not mean that they still will not have that connection or that flow to the commercial areas because they might need something from there as well. Everything is connected and the connection and the flow that we that we use in the design creates a hierarchy and creates a more livable space, a more usable space. The second concept would be rethinking underused spaces. Now this concept is one I can I can agree with. Because there are some spaces in a home, if you do look at them, that are becoming redundant as you know as time goes on, as the years go by. And then the way we live begins to change. I don't know if you've noticed, but especially if you go to houses or homes that have been there for a long time, the way spaces have been arranged is no longer the way spaces are arranged now in, in new homes. And if you are going for your own home, you wouldn't particularly use or request from your architects that this is the kind of space arrangements that I'm looking to get. This is how I want my home to be. You are more modern and want to live in a more modern way, right? So some spaces have, be, have begun to be quite useless and it might not meet certain requirements that you are looking for in the future. So before these spaces that are underused are normally changed, we have to then look at what is necessary for your lifestyle and then the areas that are rarely used. So consider the formal dining or living room that is rarely used, right? Their lack of use makes them targets to possibly be a music room or a home office. Now I say dining area and living room because, well, with the introduction or with the in rampant increase in modern technology, we hardly use the formal living room altogether, unless it's a family gathering or maybe we have visitors. So that can still be there, but it's quite underused and can be used in certain ways. It can also be multifunctional in other ways. Now we have Netflix, so the point of having a TV, because there are laptops where you can watch Netflix on, there are mobile phones, there are tablets, iPads, all those things are where we can you know, gather to entertain ourselves. And now we do it all alone because we don't, we don't need to be in a large group. Now, first, we used to play games together, but now everybody plays games online 
in their room in the dark corner and they play together with people but then the people are at different parts of the world and online so that the the growth in technology the growth in the use of technology has changed the way we use spaces first out we would play games in the living rooms right we play video games in the living rooms whether ps or xbox but now you play games in your room you have your own console you have your own setup and you do it where you want to be free where you want to really enjoy yourself or entertain yourself so these spaces are becoming uh, redundant in their own way now the dining i would say is more now integrated with the kitchen it doesn't really need its separate space yes people would still require that they have a dining room because they might need to host uh, private gatherings with their friends or their families and what have you so yes if you are going for your home you are looking to have your home design and you still want it that's definitely up to you i'm just giving them as an example of what the current trends are happening because now you can have an island filled with about six stools where everybody can eat because sometimes people are in a hurry and don't have time to sit down for 30 minutes or an hour uh, in a formal dining setting and eat other times you can have the dining table as part of the kitchen and still remove the dining room because it's just a room where you have the dining table and the chairs as well but what if you have you rethink that space use it for something else and then put the furniture that is the dining table and its chairs as part of the kitchen because they, they are not much different from each other the kitchen is used for cooking the dining is used for eating so you just have to move the food to the dining table and don't have to cross a threshold or two to get to the dining table and then sit down and so it so you can still have that formal setting but in the kitchen because you have your large dining table and six or eight chairs or whatever or four chairs and still have it there right so you have to rethink some spaces and have rethink some underused spaces and introduce new spaces that would be beneficial to you so also some some walls can be removed to create let's say a breakfast room that's open to the kitchen right when we rethink the usage and maybe the layout of some of these rooms it then reduces the need for some additional construction cost and allows you to make your home more livable the third concept i want to talk about is living in small spaces some people might not want to hear this but i think you should where we need to start living in small spaces and not just small spaces that don't provide what we need or have what's available, but small spaces that create um, much more use. You might have heard of the phrase less is more. And in this instance, we are reducing the size of spaces to increase a home's livability. So as a big fan of small living or even tiny living, I like to look at some of the possibilities of living small but which really wouldn't take away the main aspects of living in a home. Increasing one's home's livability can lead to an improved but downsized version of the best features of your homes. Let's take, for example, 
having a 25 square meter kitchen in your home for a family of four when maybe a kitchen of nine square meters could perform the same functions of cooking storage of supplies and other things which will save space that could be used elsewhere and you know improve its usability and function for for you for the users of the space for the for the occupants living small does not mean living small or having a home the whole house be small but reducing some spaces can allow other spaces to really function and this will really help to create a more livable home especially if the site is small your land is not big enough now some people we used to have 100 by 100 sites that we used to purchase now we reduce to 100 by 70 and recent times people of course need money people have assets they have their land so they sell a bit of it and that 100 by 70 has reduced to or can be reduced to about 50 by 35 you know you just divide it by half we get a more linear or rectilinear site which possibly the north and south axis being the smaller sites okay now if you go purchase a land like that you already have a small site but you're trying to think big that might not fit into your dreams might be too big to fit into the site now you have an architect by your side and you use this concept of living small right but living small so that we maximize every other possibility of you being comfortable and using the space very well i give the example of a nine square meter kitchen now that still might be too small for you because you would you may want a, a, a bigger kitchen of course right so there are some other spaces that you may not use every day or at every point in time like the bedroom right you probably use it eight hours or maximum 10 hours a day so those spaces can be small but still have everything you need in inside if you need a desk uh, and a wardrobe of course a multifunctional furniture can be created or designed specifically for that space to provide those two um, usages of the bedroom and still have your bed available if you need more space or storage within it that can also be accommodated so living small and reducing our spaces does not mean or would not mean that we would lose certain functions and certain comforts that you've been accustomed to all your life before um, trying to build your home we wouldn't want to take away the aspect of it and one of the good things that i'll say living small will afford you is the ability to at least cut down some part of the cost right from the beginning when building your home right not that during construction then we'll try and live a bit small or something that's just a waste but we apply this concept in the beginning this design concept in the beginning to create a much more livable home for you and then we we sacrifice some spaces make them usable somewhere else and then reduce the amount of money in which you would have spent in creating a much more big space that would have certain 
spaces that will never be used ever. Then let's consider multifunctional rooms, which is another concept that uh, I, I want you to be aware of, which normally works well together with living in small spaces. Now, we reduce the size of spaces in the house, again, without sacrificing its functionality, and then we'll be able to merge multiple, multiple functions into a single room. Again, let's take another example of creating a separate state-of-the-art uh, theater-style media room. The functions and equipment of the space can also be integrated into a family, a family room. We do not need two spaces two separate spaces of one holding a family room, the other holding a media room. Those two spaces might have some similarities that they can be one end. They might not be used at the same time, so they can be put as one space. What would what could otherwise have been, you know, an isolated event from the rest of the home and some family activities allows more of an experience for only half of the space. And I'm sure you've thought of one multifunctional room that is mostly used these days in the form of an open, open plan concept where the kitchen, living area, and quite possibly the dining area is all situated in one big space. And I mean one huge space. This really helps save some space and make it makes the current home more livable. Now, it might be one huge space, but if you put the areas of the kitchen, dining, and living area all together, that would be much more bigger than having them integrated into one space. Because now that they are integrated and there are no physical divisions, there are some areas that will definitely be taken out and they will be designed in such a way that we, we do have that multifunctional aspect of the, the single room of three different zones, but then they all would work well together. The last concept that I'll talk about is the expansion of living spaces outdoors. I mentioned that in the hierarchy of design concept, and this concept, it, it, it hasn't really been used much in the country. It hasn't really been, uh, you know, done a lot in some homes, although some actors are really trying to achieve it. Some people have done it and really done it well. Like the Bridge House. The Bridge House by Mobius has that concept in, uh, within it. If you can look for Mobius Architecture, Ghanaian firm online, you'll be able to see the Bridge House that they've designed where they have the expansion of living spaces outdoors so it all blessed as one space so i'm guessing you know looking at when you're looking at using this concept it would be because of certain security issues that we might not do it and then how the overall openness is created of the spaces but that again can be solved because outdoor living spaces are being designed almost everywhere year-round and can be one of the great methods of increasing your usable living spaces. When we connect interior spaces 
interior living spaces with the adjacent porches, outdoor kitchens, barbecue areas, or even outdoor fireplaces, even though we might not see that here a lot. And because of our hot climate, that might even be <laughs> not good to use. But it can really expand our capacity and your capacity to entertain guests all for the price of some additional roofing and flooring and maybe one or two appliances. So when you have all this put together, we increase the way we can entertain and live at the same time, right? Barbecue, outdoor entertaining spaces, then which is connected with the living area. All these and once they are all put together, they expand our living space. So you can even have a small, a bit of a small or medium-sized living space. But once you have all these other spaces connected to it, and you have, then you open up the doors, depending on the doors you're using, bifold or sliding or swing doors or glass doors, you then expand your living space to the outside and you can spill over if you have a lot of guests uh, within your home so that nobody is crammed inside the medium or small size living space but then they can move around within the other entertaining zones of the house okay so these concepts really make a home livable by changing how we perceive our spaces and how they are used brenda laurel said a design isn't finished until someone is using it and that sure only will be true in in a livable home that applies only these concepts and that's that if you enjoyed today's chapter please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends and acquaintances and leave a review so others like you might discover it as well you can connect with me on various platforms using the links in the show notes until next time do take care.